So let's review. The Gemara completes the discussion of Oivet Kechav and the Evet Haba Bas Yisrael, Havlad Mamzer, and completes the parak with a discussion of various cities whose inhabitants were of questionable lineage. Hanulach Chamesh Esri Nashim, we have Baruch Hashem completed the first parak of Mesech Tzibamis and begin the second parak, Keitzad Be'ez Hashem. Zak the Mishnah, Keitzad Eishes Achav Shlohoi Boi The scenario is as follows. Shnei Achim Umeis Echad Mehem. Reuben and Shimon are two brothers. Reuben, who is married to Sarah, died without leaving any children. The Noilehen Ach, Levi, a third brother, was then born. Levi cannot be Meyab and Sarah, since Reuben and Levi were not alive on this world together. The Gemara will elaborate. Shimon was then Meyab and Sarah, as required. Shimon also had another wife, Rivka, and he subsequently died without leaving any children. Both wives now fall for Yim to Levi. However, Levi still cannot be Miyam Sarah, even though Levi and Shimon were alive together, because Sarah remains an erva to Levi from the original Isra Eshasach of Reuben. Yibam only overrides the Isra Eshasach of the brother who is currently the cause of Yibam, but not an Isra Eshasach of another brother. Levi cannot be Miyam Rivka either because of Tsaras erva. Mishnah continues. If Shimon made a maimer, he gave Kedushin to Sarah, but did not marry her, and then died, Rivka requires Chalitza from Levi, but they may not perform Yibam. Why? Since maimer is only a Kedushin with Rabbanon, Sarah never became Shimon's wife, Minhat and Rivka is not a Tzaras Erba Minhat Therefore, she is not free to marry without Chalitza. However, she may not perform Yibam with Levi because she is a Tzaras Erba Midrabanan. The Gemara explains, From where in the Torah is this halacha derived? The very first Pasuk in the parish of Yibam states, This means, The mitzvah of Yibam is only upon a brother who lived together with the deceased brother at one time. In other words, the Yavim was alive at the time of the Baal's death. However, there is no mitzvah of upon a brother who had not lived together with a deceased brother at one time, as in our example, where Levi was born after the death of Reuben. Therefore, since there is no mitzvah of upon Levi, he is actually forbidden to marry her because she is an Eishas Ach, Shalei Mitzvah, an heir of Eishas Ach in a non yibim situation, and this Issa remains even when she falls to Levi a second time from Shimon. The Gemara goes on to teach that Yibam applies only to Achim and Av, brothers from one father, and cite two sources, Yachdav. The word Yachdav teaches that the brothers are connected in another way, regarding the Halacha of Yerusha, as Rashi explains, Achim and Av inherit each other, but Achim and Aim do not inherit each other. Regarding Yibam, the Pasuk says, Regarding the Shvatim, the Pasuk says, The Xerushavah teaches that as the Shvatim were all Achim and Av, but they were not all Achim and Aim, so too the Mitzvah of Yibam applies only to Achim and Av, paternal brothers, but does not apply to Achim and Aim, maternal brothers. The Gemara explains that we need both Pesukim. If we only had Achim, we might have thought to learn Xerish Shavu from Loit, where it says, Ki Anoshim Achim Anachnu. And we would, have, we would say that an uncle and a nephew can perform Yibim. 
Therefore, we need Yachtav Miyuchad Benachla to teach that Yibam applies only to brothers who share directly in the inheritance of their father, but does not apply to an uncle and nephew who, although in certain cases, would share in their grandfather's inheritance, do not share in it directly. If we only had Yachtav Miyuchad Benachla, we might have thought that Yibam applies only to the Miyachti Ba'abo Be'ima, brothers, both from one father and one mother. Therefore, we need the Gzair Shava from the Shvatim, who are all Achim and Av, but we're not all Achim and Aim to teach that Yibam requires only Achim and Av. The Gemara proceeds with the Machlekes of another topic. Amrav Huna Amrav. Shemeris Yavim Shemesa. Mutra Be'ima. If while awaiting Yibam the Yavama died, the Yavim may marry her mother. He may not marry her mother. The Gemara explains. Rabbi Huda holds Yesh Zika. The bond between the Yavama and Yavim is considered like a marriage midrabanan. For example, in this case, he may not marry her mother as in a marriage where one may not marry Chamaisa, his mother in law, even after the death of his wife. Rabbi Huda Marav holds Ein Zika. The bond is not considered like a marriage. Therefore, he may marry her mother because she's not considered Chamaisa midrabanan. However, the Gemara points out, The Yavim may only marry the mother after the death of the Yavama, but not as long as the Yavama is alive, for another reason. As Rashi explains, Marrying the mother renders the Yavama an erva of Bas Ishtoi, which would exempt her from both Yibam and Mechalitza, preempting the mitzvah. The Gemara also points out that this machlekes applies to both the chad, where there is only one brother, and betray, where there are several brothers. Although there might be reason to differentiate, as Rasha explains, In the case of one brother, since the obligation of Yibam is certainly upon him, it's more reasonable to say yashzika, because it resembles marriage. I'll betray in the case of two brothers, since it's uncertain who must fulfill the obligation of Yibam, it's more reasonable to say because it does not resemble marriage. This discussion continues on the next half.